are coming to you live in the dying hours of transfer deadline day, waiting with bated breath for Loic Demure to hopefully finally get out of that fucking club. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined once again this week by Simon, Cameron, Hammy and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Right boys, first things first, I've got a nice fact for you. Craig Gordon captained Hearts last Tuesday away to Rafe exactly 5,000 days since he last had the armband on. Um, that was May the, t- uh, May the 20th, 2007. I've got some questions for you. What do you think was number one in the charts on that day? <laughs> I'm trying to think who was playing tea in the park that year when we went. Was it the Arctic Monkeys? I was going to say, is it the Arctic Monkeys? No, this was not someone who played at Tea in the Park. If they did, I would have definitely been there. That's a big clue, probably. <laughs> no, it doesn't help Spice me Spice Girls. No, Simon, 2007? <laughs> it's one of our favourites, Simon. This might oh, have been a ringtone. <laughs> Kylie. <laughs> a ringtone? Um... Lil John? <laughs> no, I'll tell you. It's buy you a drink, a drank oh, in brackets, no. shot and snapping by <laughs> teeping. <laughs> oh, I would have been what, there. What a better time to be alive. In was, Paddy. This, was this the, <laughs> the Barcelona game? What? Um, it could have been, actually. That was his last game with armband on, so oh, I... Oh, Gordon, sorry. Hmm. Uh, Paddy, being a big movie buff, what do you was number one in the in the box office chart? <laughs> 2007? Yep, May of 2007. What was the the big swinger back then? Spider-Man 3, good clue. <laughs> yes, Spider-Man the third is ah. correct. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well done. Uh, Craig Gordon also made his 600th professional appearance against Dunfermline on Saturday. And he's showing no signs of slowing down after that man of the, ma- man of the match performance, which we will come on to. Um, moving on, being transfer deadline day, let's just get stuck into it. And let's start with um, probably the best hearts man I know, secret agent Cleaver Dickamona. <laughs> so it transpired that he told Big Arman to sign for hearts over the likes of Middlesbrough, Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham and Bristol Rovers. Some big clubs there, but none as big as hearts. Um, Cleaver Dicamona plays alongside Stuart Finlay at the back. Uh, Hearts have confirmed uh, today that they are keen on bringing Stuart Finlay to the club. Um, Hammy, come to you. What do you think of Stuart Finlay? We have speculated heavily. Can you believe it's becoming reality? Um, I would love us to sign Stuart Finlay right now. I think he would vastly improve our team. As the clock gets closer to midnight, though, I believe it probably won't happen, sadly. It could be one of these players that we sign in the summer, though. If we don't get him now, I think we'll need it. We, I think, well, we need an, another centre-back, uh, especially for the Premiership. I, I get the feeling that at the moment they're like, yeah, let's just wait until the summer. Mm. Let's not, you know, we've got enough to get us by the now um, and get the big bucks paid then. I, I completely agree. I think they'll wait until the summer if if they've maybe made a wee verbal agreement beforehand behind closed doors. If it comes, it'll be in the summer for the Premier League. We don't need them as much as I'd fucking love to have Stuart Finlay in for the Championship, get him settled for six months. I think he would be an upgrade on most of the players we have at centre-back. Yep. To be fair, I've not seen him much this year, but mm-hmm. from what I have seen of him, in the Scotland squad and when Hearts win the Premier League, I think he is probably better than most of the players we've got. Yeah, I think, yeah, like you say, I think he would come straight in pretty much as our best centre-half. John Suter, fit John Suter, depending. Aye, <laughs> Debatable. Exactly. We'll see what happens there. Did we not say that when we signed Halkett, though? I think Halkett is probably our <laughs> best centre-back, right? But he's just oh, yes, been sure. sold an absolute fucking... Both with a hole in it. <laughs> Aye, exactly. Well, to be fair, I'm, we spoke about Pepescu since his head knock. Two clean sheets in a row now, by the way. Know, <laughs> Some player, like, oh, he's superb. Well, may it continue. I just hope like Berra keeps knocking in him every day at training. 
<laughs> keep it going. <laughs> um, but aye, in all seriousness, if we bring in Stuart and we've got Suter fit next season, those two, Kingsley on the left, Smith on the right. Cameron, that's a Premier League back four, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say a so. A good one. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's probably what we'd be... It's, it's the kind of back four we'd be aiming for, going back in um, and, and looking to kind of re-establish ourselves as a, a top six side when we go back up. No. It's like a... Probably not a, as good a back four since Mad Vlad years. Yeah, but there was, we had a back four that was world class. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> international Euro- European uh, Cup winning left back. Paddy, you have had some enjoyment on Twitter in the last week, it's safe to say. Do you want to tell us about Wickham getting cheeky, first of all, about Uchi? <laughs> uh, see, when you're sending a tweet out in the first half and then your team goes on to get beat 7-2, you need to fucking stay in your fucking corner and shut the fuck up. There's absolutely no need for that. <laughs> the, the strange thing about that tweet was we all really liked Uchi. Which it was just, he was just so inconsistent and the fact that a team were willing to pay us money for him, we thought, right, perfect. It's a big wage off the books and we get to cash in on a player that we might not have thought we would have. Exactly. I just look forward to the, the Wickham tweet when it's Uchi hasn't scored for 15 games at Hearts. Do you want him back? <laughs> it, was, it was his injuries as well as his inconsistencies, wasn't it? It was just like, oh, fucking hell, Uchi. Aye. Um, Paddy, you've also enjoyed yourself earlier today seeing some uh, backhanded comments from Dundee fans. Aye, they're, they're another club that can fuck off as well. Who do you think you are? You're in the middle of the fucking championship table. Nobody's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting cheeky. What was it they called? Um, we'll, we'll come on to our signs, but they called someone. Someone was saying it was a panic, a panic buy. buy. It was a panic buy. And then you rightly put up Jason Cummings. <laughs> Aye, we're not really panic buying a position that we need players in. Just exactly. after they signed Jason Cummings. Aye. <laughs> Absolute cheek of it. And I get it. They've, they've got um, big headed because they beat us 3 1, but they are still like, what, 15 points behind us, so they can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be lucky again in the playoffs, I think, in all seriousness. I think uh, Rafe have got Rafe at home could do well. We'll say now they beat us away <laughs> and got punted at home by us, but they've got a good young team. I'd be surprised if Rafe don't end up with Dunfermline second, third. But who cares, really? Yeah. Exactly. Um, Simon, leagues one and two have been suspended further until February the 15th, which makes it tricky loaning out some of our fringe players, although we've seen one go already, which we'll come on to. Um, <coughs> it's a shame for the likes of Partick Thistle, who have been shafted like no other. I think it's a, I think it's difficult because all teams in that league, did they not all say that they would be happy to test and resume as soon as possible? Yeah. So I, I just don't get why they can't. Like, I, I just, just, it just it baffles me. In fact, I'm I'm baffled by the decision, but I'm not baffled by the decision, if you get what I mean. <laughs> like any yeah. competent, well-run business, because we forget that football is a business, would sort that out straight away and think that, oh, 50% of the professional teams in our business aren't playing. Let's let's get them playing. They all agree to test. They all want to play as soon as possible. Right, uh, can we date in two months? Aye, sound, sounds good. Aye, two months seems good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just fucking shit. If I email my manager back and went, uh, I'll get back to it in two months, when something was ready to go straight away, I'd be fired. They're going to be really tight to get their fixtures sold now as well, aren't they? Like, because they've lost yeah. what probably five or six fixtures from this, and they've so got to squeeze did them the, all in. Though. Did the season start in September for leagues one and two, or was it October? It's the same time as us, was it not? So, start of October. Aye, I think so. Right, so they've played October, November, December. 
they played three months and then they're going to have two and a half months out. That's almost 50% of the time that they were allocated to complete this season. Yeah. Don't see how they're going to do it. But It's almost like the SFA are setting this up to just cancel the leagues again. It's almost as if they're just fucking making it up as they go along. <laughs> <laughs> which which worries me, Paddy, because I think one of the options for them is always, well, we'll, we'll just cancel. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. That's, aye, like... It's, we make it up as we go along and then we'll come back to the same answer we always get to, which is we'll cancel the leagues because nobody fucking cares. Aye, but they obviously can't cancel the Premier League because the money for the TV and they can't afford that. So everything else has to go. Right, transfers. Yeah. Lo- loads, of, loads of hard <laughs> stuff to talk about. But uh, first, Jordan Jones, who I desperately wanted, has joined Sunderland on loan from, uh, from Rangers, which I was gutted about. Um, Sam, Gro- Sam Cosgrove's joined Birmingham. Guarantee that he'll sign for Hearts once he's done shite down there. Typical. Uh, he'll, he'll have two seasons of absolute fucking shite and then he'll be back at Hearts on like 80 grand a week. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. Good goal scorer. Aye, so is Connor Salmon. It wouldn't work. It never does. Um, Kyle Lafferty is still available. <laughs> It's been Somebody very quiet. Who is not a goal scorer. <laughs> no, he was at Hearts. Um, and Cam Berry is coming back to Scotland, going to Aberdeen. They're signing, they've signed three strikers today. Aberdeen, Aberdeen have. Uh, Fraser Hornby, Cam Berry, and they're signing another striker as well. Because they had none at the weekend. No strikers oh, in the squad. Fair enough. It's just going daft, Derek McInnes. Um, right, Hammy, Craig Whiten. Um, it's been so much speculation. Several clubs. What's happening with Mr. Whiten? Last I heard was he was going on loan to Dunfermline for the rest of the season. Hearts were quite keen to move him on, um, but I think a loan's more likely um, with probably an option to buy at the end of it, I imagine. Um, which is fair enough. I can't see him really getting in a team anymore. If, you know, he, he's not been able to push Boyce out of the team and now we've got uh, Nanduli who's looking good so bye good riddance thanks for your goals you know it was I I, for a a brief moment I thought he was going to prove us all wrong and then he didn't Whiten is the classic player that we want him to do well so we can sell him he's never good enough for us yeah he's just never I think that no you're right because it was Craig Levine project signing that young player let's get him up to speed and He's just, he's no just stayed at that sort of very mediocre level, sadly. You're yeah. all being very polite. I hope the door doesn't hit him on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> he did have what? But can you remember what it was? I think it was 16 games in the Premiership last season and no goals. Barely a shot on target. Aye. So, like, championships is his level. Good luck to him if he puts goals away for a couple of years and gets promoted to our club. Yeah, but he's no, it's no Hearts level. He's not the third best team in Scotland level. No. Nah. So that's him. Good luck to him. Um, Dunfermline, did you say, Hammy? Yep. Which is a, a, I mean, a wee bit odd. Usually, I'd be a bit like, didn't he sell your, you know, league rivals? But then I remember it's Craig White and some of it. Like, eh, maybe they, we should sell them and get them to play them. You know, I don't feel <laughs> much threat. And he won't if he's if it's a loan till the end of the season. He won't be able to play against us either. We've, we've only got pars once more, haven't we? I so. was just thinking. Sorry, fair enough. Goodbye. Um, Simon Loic Demur posted some cryptic shit about leaving on Instagram yesterday. Was he's... it about leaving? I'm kind of thinking that it was about just finishing his injury and getting back into like first team training. I, I swear oh. down. Interesting. I think it'll be what Simon says. It's going to be another three years of misery. There's <laughs> <laughs> two more years on his contract. Eh? Jesus. As much as I don't want to see him in the heart squad, I'd much rather see him being sold. If he's on the books and he's fit, he should be playing. And if he's no good enough, he should be getting sold or released. Aye. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't mind seeing him get his game, you know, just to have a look at him again and see exactly how good or bad he is and it is a position we do need to to sort of figure out before next season um it's it's one position where we've got Andy Irvin who we can talk about later I've got a point to make about Andy Irvin um 
he's obviously one of the one of the two in the centre of the mid. Um, Nielsen obviously doesn't like playing three sort of centre mids unless he's playing three holding mids uh, at home to Dunfermline. Um, so I think that is a position that's up for grabs. So if Dumour can get fit and play, I'd never want to see him in the Premier League squad. But if we can get some game time here and we can sell him, perfect. Mm-hmm. Aye, exactly. If anything, it's a good chance to get him in the shop window. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, Paddy, hashtag justice for Lewis Moore. He's gone. Uh, he's gone to part-time football, our growth. <laughs> so joining the Smokies on loan till the end of the season. Uh, and his contract's up in the summer as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So that'll, that'll be him done with us then. Yeah, I'll we'll never see Lewis Moore kick another ball. I would say in Maroon, but he's away to play Maroon at Arbroath. No. <laughs> there you go. Hammy, there was news just after we recorded last week that Nielsen and Savage may be looking to get Elliot Freer and Jordan Roberts out the door already. What was the, the story on that one? Aye, apparently it was... Uh... I think well, I think Savage has sort of come in and spoken to Robin Nielsen, and they've just decided that Freedom Roberts aren't up to the standard. And I mean, we've been saying that since they signed. Really, I mean, to be fair, we gave them a few games, but you could see that they were they were humpy, both of them. Um, but then I think the Ginelli injury changed things. I believe the last I read on that on um, the ever reliable source that is Jambo's kickback was that we were looking to keep Freer. But Roberts was still getting touted to other clubs at the moment. They're both still here, though. That's interesting. Wonder but with, if... um, with Lewis Moore now going, I can't see either of them leaving now. Cause They're not going anywhere now. We're, we're still very... That's I, With Lewis Moore going out alone, I thought it was a very strange decision. But now that he's gone... You can't really afford to let Freed and Roberts go because Janelli's now gone. So we've got the new winger, and that's it. I think maybe there was a plan coming in to to say that oh we're with the, those three with Freer, Roberts, and um, Moore. They were maybe thinking oh we'll move two of three, and when Janelli got injured for the season, they thought well maybe we can only move one. Lewis Moore seems to be the easiest one to move on. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's what's happened. All conjecture, but it would make sense. Yep. I'd have loved to be in a fly on the wall in that meeting. <laughs> who, who signed these two players up? I know. It took six months to decide to come to you and you still signed them. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Elliot Freer's definitely in like your, a worst 11 team. Eh? Oh, aye. It's and Robert. Of all aye. time, of any team I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, aye. All freer. No. I wonder why he chose Roberts over freer. Maybe Roberts is on a bit more money. Possibly, aye. Flush him out. Fair dues. Um, speaking of wingers, Simon signed one today. Talk about him. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> uh, you often you look at Wikipedia and you look at all the tweets that the fans who of the club that they're leaving and uh, a lot of the fans were saying that they've sort of done us by us taking on his wage <laughs> <laughs> so it's always a positive thing but you never know you always want to give these players like a sort of fresh chance loads of players come to hearts with absolutely no reputation no backing and they go to absolutely smash it so I hope he's one of them yeah we should say we're talking about Gervain Castanier yes yep. pronouncing that right uh, I on loan from Coventry until the end of the season. He, he seems like, like a lovely guy from his interview. I, I, he looks like a like the the three players we've signed have all have all come in with the um, with the sort of attribute label to them that they're strong and that they're hardworking. So that's that's what you're looking for at this level. You're just looking for players to put shifts in, and if they've got a bit of talent, it'll make the difference. Mm-hmm. I will go as far to say that he will be better than Elliot Freer. <laughs> I mean, you better oh, fucking well, know I jinxed it. You're pushing the boat out there. Oh, Christ. If, if he's worse than Elliot Freer, then we need to get our boots back on, I think. <laughs> uh, so that's Gervain. Um, hopefully, we see 20 minutes or so from him. I'll wait to hear on Friday, no doubt. Have a look at him then. Um, 
One more signing confirmed today. Uh, Simon, continuing with you. Um, I've, I've not even written his name down. I can't remember it. Gary McKeff. <laughs> What's his actual <laughs> Aaron McInef? McIn- Aaron McInef, yes. Was it just McNeff? I think it I is McInef. I did watch the video earlier. There's a wee E in there that just throws me a loop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary McKeff. Talk us through him as well. Aye, so he looks to be the exact player that's uh, that's going to suit Irvin. Um, a bit, of, I, I don't say this as an insult, but a water carrier, someone who can get the ball, move it on, drive forward, uh, link the defence, the midfield, the attack. Just someone who's going to just put in work. Um, I've not seen him play, but supposedly against AC Milan, he was he was the best player for Shamrock in that. So yeah, I think he's exactly what I need. Right age profile, uh, a good so two years. From the from summer essentially, so six months and then two years. So I think he's perfect for what we need. I hope I hope he lives up to the bill. Shamrock fans were sort of putting themselves on the list by saying, "Oh, why would you go to that Tim Pot League ball? Are you taking a step down?" I mean, I think it's probably because at max capacity at Shamrock Rovers, he's playing a, he's playing in front of six thousand people. Mm-hmm. No matter who you're playing, whereas living Livingston at home, you're going to get like twenty thousand folk. And little things like that all mean something to a footballer. Yep. Yeah, these Irish footballers they they watch Scottish football. They see it as a realistic move for them, and a step up. The fans obviously don't. It would be like us looking at the Championship down south. The teams join there, and you go, "Why the yeah. fuck are you going to Luton, <laughs> Gillingham? <laughs> what are you doing?" Yeah, there's there's benefits of going to these clubs, whether it be money or the experience. You're gonna you're gonna earn a you're gonna have a lifestyle. Sorry, that not many people can. Um, and it's a, a sort of level of celebrity where you're you get enough attention when you're in Edinburgh or other towns around Scotland. But if you go abroad, you're not going to be mobbed, and you can still sort of live your life. It's not like you can't go out without security or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, so when he was a teenager, signed by Tottenham, um, was in their youth academy for a couple of years before signing professionally at Derry. Um, Impressing there, he got signed by Shamrock Rovers, who are basically the Celtic of that league. <laughs> um, and they were actually unbeaten last season as well. So For the whole year? Whole year. So he'll be coming in, you know, used to playing at a, a high controlling level, dominating performances. There is a mentality to that as well. Like to, to do that for a year, I know obviously Celtic done it and we absolutely fucking spanked them, finished that 4 0. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's a level of mentality and professionalism that we need at hearts. You don't yeah. go undefeated by taking any team for granted. And far too long we've been signing players who think they'll go into these games and just think, well, I don't really need to try. We'll get through this. And we end up getting fucking beat. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, we spoke just last week about, you know, wishing that we could get Alan Campbell from Motherwell. I think this boy could potentially have all the ability of Alan Campbell. And we've just signed him at a sniff, 200 grand. From the description, it sounds like a very similar player. Yeah, this could be an absolute steal. Aye. Petrified that doesn't work out at all. I know, I feel like he's like a Michael Smith in the middle of the park, though, and I'm absolutely <laughs> buzzing for it. Um, Hammy, I take it with the, the reputation that he's joining us with anyway, are you expecting him to basically take all of Andy Halliday's minutes now and sit in there beside Irvin going forward? I would say so, yeah. I think... You know, one signing a player in that position and to spend the money on a player that means that he'll probably be starting now. I can't see him not, especially again because we spent money on him. Andy Halliday again, he's not really done much to keep a spot in the team. So if this player is as good as has been sort of written about, then I'd put him straight in the team. Um, and will he pass? He'll be available for. The next Saturday. game, Friday night. No, Friday, isn't Friday, it? Friday, um, should be. Well, I think I've, the Irish leagues have been playing, haven't they? So they play summer leagues, don't they? they I have that play. wrong, but um, he's he's at the Odium. <laughs> his pictures taken at the Odium. So he's, he uh, to be so. fair, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these players um, have been training with Hearts for at least a couple of days. Yeah. Maybe, you never know. It's not like there's anyone at the Odeum to see them. Hearts <laughs> have got the whole thing to play themselves. Um, so I brilliant signing. We shall see. Um, 
two and a half year contract. He's been called up to the Ireland squad recently. Tons of potential there for a, a big hefty sell on <laughs> if he if he does well too. So that's at the end of the day, that's business. Um, so we heard that Hearts were signing a centre mid, a winger, and a right back. Two out of three, and what are we at now? Almost two hours until the transfer window closes. I've not heard a whisper about a right back. We're still not able to sign loan players from the Premiership after tonight and free agents, though. Yeah. Aye. So Aye. there's that option. Could do. Could do. We'll see if Nielsen thinks we need it. You know, but it's a bit scary. All it takes is Michael Smith to have one wee niggle, and you've got no one there. I were playing right better at right back. <laughs> He's good at white. <laughs> um, so I guess that if if we sign no one else, that's the window complete and in review. So Gary Mackay Stevens, um, Gervain Castanier, Gary McKeff, Nandwili. Oh, of course, big Nandwili. It's a, a pretty good window, isn't it? I know, I considering we're in a pandemic in the Championship in January, we've addressed some needs and, and all the players at least look like able to compete. And they all seem to be pretty straightforward. None of the deals were drawn out over like two months and then they wishy-washy and found out they weren't good enough. Jake, maybe Elliot Freer was thinking, I can't sign this. You know, imposter syndrome. We've all had it in work. <laughs> when you, when you, get, you get given a job and you're like, was that meant to go to me? I don't know if I'm able to do this. And he's just sort of, well, fuck it. They're going to pay me for that. Maybe we meant to sign his brother. Did this not happen to Harry Redknapp? <laughs> <laughs> Try to sign, he signed the wrong player, but he scored. But he was like, yeah, absolutely yeah. hopeless. Maybe that's what's happened. Um, do you think the problem might be that, so he turned 30 in September. So we got him just as he hit 30, which is that point where he's just clicked over the hill and that's it. We, like we've, we've literally just missed it. Nah, thirty. You got plenty of time after thirty. There's absolutely nothing wrong with just about to be turning thirty. I said it's a new twenty. Yep. <laughs> Not how I'm feeling. <laughs> That's nice. Thank you, as always, our age correspondent, Cameron. <laughs> well, that was the the January transfer kind of wound up then. Um, but I'll tell you what the the signing of January was. That was the Broken Hearts podcast signing Jolly Jambo on a seven-year contract. <laughs> um, and we're delighted to have him once again here tonight. Hello, Jolly. Are you there? All right, Jarvie. How's How you it going, pal? Not bad. How you doing? Oh, no bad, no bad. Aye, doing away, doing away, you know. Um, you, you a bit less emotional than you were last week, Cam Jessel, doing? Oh, aye. A wee win and you just forget about the past, eh? It's the Hearts way. Glad to hear it. You know, we were a bit worried about walking to the dog. You, you know, felt sorry for the dog the amount of time it was getting taken out with your, your raging walks, like Ken. <laughs> but oh, here we are, eh? Transfer deadline day. But like, but like Christmas Eve until till the morning, like when you, well, most folk realise they've they didn't get what they wanted or, or what they did get. You know, doesn't work unless they've got the kind of big batteries, the big big packs of batteries that you can't get anywhere. So <laughs> aye, aye. If you Paris to Berlin, every football club you walk in, they'll all be looking for goals, looking for goals tonight. <laughs> be honest with you, though, you know, the only only transfer I'm interested in now is uh, wee Stevie for the scrapyard sending me through the cash for that copper wire I got him last week. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you see wee Stevie, give him a nudge because he's, he's bumping my calls and that, like, eh, and that's, doesn't, he, doesn't he last with me, you know, I'll, I'll find him. Hope you're listening, Stevie. Well, I'll, I'll be able to on quick the night. You know, I've got a question for you. I'm getting some, uh, you know, routine maintenance done on the old pipe, so um, I'll need to, need to shoot off. But so um, you call it these days. Well, you know, you know how it is, Jarvie. A man of my age. But um, I've got a question for you. You know, as I do with the, the hearts of the matters and you know, being transfer deadline day, not you know what I'm, what I'm looking to find out is if I gave you all a tenner. To sign a new centre back for the Hearts, which you know might be about Hearts' budget this season, it seems we don't want to spend anything on centre back. So actually, it's more than Hearts' budget. But which WWF wrestler would you sign to 
you know, stand in front of Craig Gordon, keep him secure, because we're a bit worried about the amount of work he's having to do. You know, he's no <laughs> no a young lad anymore. So which which uh, big wrestler would you put in there? So a couple of rules, you know. The Hardys and the Dudleys, they're a five each, so you can get two for a tenner with him. And, uh, <laughs> and Goldust, he's a free, but you can't sign him with somebody else, and then everybody else is a tenner. <laughs> um, I'd, um, I'd have to go for Rikishi. Oh, aye. Other sides, other there. sides, Scotty Tehotty and Grandmaster Sexy. I take it they come as a five each. <laughs> the whole of two, cool. You'd be lucky if you get Rikishi for a tenner. He's worth about 30. <laughs> just, just invest the rest of the money on a good light system and get them doing that dance. That catering budget will go through the roof. <laughs> oh, I think I'd sign uh, Drew McIntyre. Fuck big... off! Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a, a big Rangers man and that's all we seem to do is sign big Rangers men. <laughs> Is he one of your new wrestlers, like Ken? <laughs> aye, well, he's kind of an old one that came back. Now he's a new. All right, one. aye. I've no heard of him, like. <laughs> I'd sign the same, but because he would go towards the homegrown quota for when we get back into Europe. Very terrible. A bunch of stinking there, you know. Jesus, who's this that? new optimistic guy on the podcast? I guess, I guess for myself, you know, I'll go back to some somebody we mentioned in an earlier podcast, but it's got to be Brett the Hitman Hearts, you know, <laughs> that good Hearts man. Maybe you couldn't sign him. <laughs> Just look out for the Montrose screw job. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that one for the pub whenever it reopens. <laughs> Right, lads, that's that's fantastic. But um, you look after yourself, you know, stay safe, keep washing your hands and that, and I'll, I'll see you around, right? Can I just ask you one thing? Why was Goldust free? Because I wouldn't want to see Goldust starting it, would you? <laughs> no, that's a good point. Fair enough. Wouldn't they be a little like kids in if you had him play? Like, he was terrifying. <laughs> Very true. It's me, Billy, watching Christoph better, but I. Oi. <laughs> Thank you, Jolly. Right, well, we talk about some football. <laughs> uh, we played Dunfermline on Saturday. Uh, Simon. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, buddy. We won. Uh, <laughs> I know, we bloody won. <laughs> we did won. Simon, how did we set up? Uh, just the usual. Uh, Robbie Nielsen doesn't seem to change his tactics for anyone, his formation, but once the team starts moving about, um, they're they're quite different, so it was the usual like four two three one, um, with Craig Gordon who was I know we're going to talk about, but that's that's the difference between us getting promoted, and us sort of having to battle Craig Gordon, Michael Smith Kingsley's our fullback, Hal Kit Popescu Popescu had another great game, Stephen Naismith and Andy Halliday, and Andy Irvin were the three sort of mids, and a. Uh, Stephen Naismith was sort of swapping with Andy Halliday. I know you want to talk about it later, but I, I just don't get it. Why is Stephen Naismith in the squad if he's being played at centre mid? So to quote Jimmy Sanderson on commentary, he said, Stephen Naismith and Andy Halliday have just swapped positions. It looks like Stephen Naismith need, needs a break. <laughs> For was, what? For I'm sure, sure folk. <laughs> I'm sure that was 15 minutes into the game. All right, so... Yeah, it was Andy Irvin and uh, Andy Halliday with the centre mids with Stephen Naismith in front of them. Um, our wingers were Mackay Stephen, Ewan Henderson, who, once again, were both pretty anonymous, and Liam Boyce up top. I bet Liam Boyce can't wait till he's playing with like a good 10 and some decent wingers, because he's banging them in without that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but once again, Henderson, Stevenson, and Mackay Stephen, sorry, only lasted about an hour before they were taken off. I've been quite underwhelmed by Gary Mackay Stephen, but I've got a theory about this. <laughs> so I think Gary Mackay Stephen is going to be phenomenal when there's fans back in the stadium. Oh. I think he's a bit of a showman, and I think once he pulls something off or tries something that works and the Hearts fans sort of give him a bit of feedback, I think that will build his confidence and then he realise that He's playing for the biggest team in Scotland. 
Save to ship ship up. <laughs> but I do think that he is a he's a player who who will be better when there's fans because I think he'll have a bit more incentive to try things. And I think, although obviously professional footballers are, are, are will appreciate what he's doing, I think when you're in the the midst of playing a game, you're not going to be like, way if someone does like a, a good flick or a, a good pass or something. Whereas the Hearts fans will do that. So mm-hmm. that's my theory on GMS. Interesting. That is interesting. We'll have to wait a while to see him play well then. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of years, contracts probably run out by then. (laughs) Um, uh, Hammy, the game kicked off at 2.58. It was fucking raging. I was mulling about in my kitchen making cups of tea. and I missed uh, There was a goal line clearance in the first minute, I believe. What happened there? Was I missed it as well. Oh, um, I seen it. <laughs> Simon, what happened? I saw um I can't remember if it was a cross or a through ball, but basically um Dunfermline had a shot cleared off the line by Michael Smith and uh, and then like t- 10, 20 seconds later, Craig Gordon had to push it out for a corner. So I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and also on that point, I missed putting on a couple of bets because it kicked off at fifty eight minutes past. I know I really shouldn't have been leaving it that late, but I wasn't planning on betting. I thought, oh, fuck it, let's see what's happening. Yeah. Willie Collum should know better, eh? He's meant to be one of our top officials. Um, What hearts? (laughs) For hearts. Um, I thought Willie Collum actually had quite a good game, eh? Aye, to be fair to him, he was all right, aye. Credit where it went, it's due very rarely in Scottish refereeing. Yeah. Mr. Collum, well done. Has he been relegated to the championship or is he just covering? No, so um, the top tier, but level one officials, um, the the bracket for level one is the Premier League and Championship. Right, okay, cool. So they just kind of move a bit. I never realised there was that many referees that they could do that. Uh, I don't know how many there is that change it about, but must be quite a few when you think about it. Yeah. Um, the first half was really quite quiet. <laughs> the most exciting part of the first half was Jimmy Sanderson pointing out how tired Stephen Naismith was. Um, Craig Gordon made what, his first of three top-class saves in the first half as well. Um, we talk about Craig Gordon a bit in a bit more detail. Simon, you've touched on it already, but just like you said, I mean, he could be the difference, or is the difference between us getting promoted and staying where we are at this point, yeah. Yeah, that save that he made from like the the four or five yard header coming across the goal. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the header as a as a striker, you want to just get that on target and you think you're going to score. It looks so easy. When I watched it live, I was like, "Goal! Oh my god!" And yeah. see, when I watch it back, you think, "What a great save!" But I, d- I don't think it does it justice. How for a big guy, what is he like six four? Uh, at least I. Aye, for him to cover that amount of ground so quickly and and have the whereabouts not to just palm that into the side of his net or into his own goal because he was he was near the middle he wasn't at the edge, and get that out phenomenal save and he he was the difference between us potentially losing or drawing that game and being able to just nick a goal and and get away with a win. Aye. Um, if if we had Jack Hamilton in goals when he's <laughs> not in against Hearts form, um, the people that got beat three one probably. Aye, it, it, it feels like a lot of those saves were just saves that we weren't making previously. Yeah. Um, Paddy, Craig Gordon's 38 now. I think um, he's still got a, a couple of years in him at least, playing at this level. I think he's got a good five, six years left. He's a goalkeeper and he, he was phenomenal. Like He's the reason we won that game on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like Nobody else played well. He was phenomenal. I think I agree. I think with Craig Gordon, you've just got to until you see like a like a Christoph Berra level drop off, you just got mm-hmm. to keep keep playing him. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Nah. That's it. I mean, he's still in the Scotland squad. Like you say, Paddy, you might get another five years out of him. We had a Stone will be in his face <laughs> by the time he <laughs> shot in the first team, but just you can't. Uh, there's no point in changing what's not broken. Eh? <laughs> Whatever the saying is. I clearly don't know it. Close <laughs> enough. That was, that was good. Um, I, that was the, the first half, really. Um, second half, Simon kind of settled in well after we got the first 10 minutes out of the way. We started to find ourselves around the box a lot more. 
Um, the big Armand came on for you and Henderson. Um, but I thought Henderson was probably one of our better attacking players on the park. What did you think? Aye, he always looks eager. Um, it wasn't hard. No one really was really doing anything. I think, um, I know this is going to sound mental, but I quite like seeing A.D. White come on. <laughs> I just thought, right, a bit of drive, a bit of like aggression, a bit of like go forward that Hearts really lack, something to just take the ball and go to defender, either get in or win a free kick, just do something. Not just wait on someone else bringing it up or, or wait on a pass coming your way, which which was good. So I think A.D. White, I'd, I'd probably start him over Henderson just because... I think he does a better job. And uh, I, when Mackay Stephen came off, we had a, a target with Nandwili uh, up top and somewhere to hold the ball up. And these big long balls that we were playing up to Liam Boyce, um, we were able to actually keep up top and it gave us a bit more freedom. It brought us into the game a bit more. I thought we were much better in the second half. Yeah, much better. Um, Cameron, Eddie White being your favourite played at Hearts, uh, how, how angry was he looking on Saturday? He actually seemed to have a bit of a cool head. Not yeah. well, as angry as, as normal, no. Um, <laughs> I don't mind the anger in him. I, th- I think it's maybe what we need at times. Right. right. Jink, um, Jink, he's done enough to get a, a year extension on his contract. Are you expecting to see him go in the summer? I think you've got to remember that we're always going to need players around the squad. And I think he's that kind of player that they, they may well keep around for depth. I think you might be right, but considering he can play left back, <clears throat> left wing back, and left wing quite comfortably, he's got a good utility player to have around potentially. Yeah, it gives you that versatility. Mm-hmm. Um, Hammy, Jamie Walker came on for the absolutely shattered Stephen Naismith on the the seventy third minute, um, and what about almost ten minutes later scored an absolute peach. Really, do you want to talk us through the goal? I, again, great attacking play for Michael Smith getting up into the opponent's half and um, just played a, a pretty simple pass to Walker at sort of the edge of the area who it was sort of like a, a drag back. It completely took the defender out. The defender was halfway to, you know, Glasgow. It was brilliant. And then turns and just bottom corner right across the goal. Genuinely, like one of the one of the best goals this season, I would say. Um, and there's been some good goals for Kingsley and, um, well, that's pretty much it, Kingsley. Um, <laughs> Irvin. Chuck Irvin. Irvin, oh, yeah, of course. Um, but it was a great finish. What I liked about it as well, um, Nanduli was on and he manages to, he makes a run into the centre and he, he just completely takes out the right back as well. The right back tracks him and just creates all that space. Now, I'm not saying he meant it, but when you've got a player like that playing up front who's getting man-marked, it just creates so much more space for these players to do that. And I think that's what he adds. He's maybe not even doing it on purpose, but just having him up there, it's causing havoc for the defence. Um, so it'd be good to see that continue. I think that's the, the frustrating thing with Jamie Walker is that's what he is capable of. We need to just see that more often because when he does things like that, Jamie Walker is one of my favourite players, but then he'll play three or four games where he does nothing. Yeah, And I think that's a frustrating that maybe we are a bit harsher on Jamie Walker than other players, but that's probably because he is better than most of these other players. He's yeah. just not doing it. Yeah. Um, some turn of pace on him as well to get down, to get past the defender. I never realised he still had that acceleration in his locker. I used the defender's... Um, so that's the problem with playing someone like Jamie Walker is he's got quick enough feet that if you do overcommit to try and intercept the ball or, or get tight, he's just going to turn you like that. It's beautiful. The Bearcamp-esque turn. <laughs> Aye, it was. It was great. We're far too good to be playing in the Scottish Championship. Absolutely <laughs> unjust that we're having to play at this level. Um and that was Jamie Walker's 49th goal for Hearts over his two spells. He could hit 50 on Friday night. Um, Hammy, out of curiosity, who was the last Hearts player to get 50 in a season? In a season? In, a season? <laughs> <laughs> in his career. Um, looking up, it was Colin Cameron who left in 2001 with 59 goals he had scored. 
Nice, nice company to be in for Jamie Walker. That's crazy. What it's almost twenty year since we had a player score fifty goals for Hearts. It's just not good yeah. enough. That's shocking. I think Jamie Walker's probably a Hearts Hall of Famer eh, at that level. Jamie, and before that, like who left in nineteen ninety eight, John Robertson, who scored two hundred and seventy one goals for Hearts. And oh, we got we got used to the good life. <laughs> <laughs> What was Rudy? Just under the 50 mark somewhere. 48, was it? 48. Aye. Nice. Well done, Jamie. Some important goals for us, although most of them have been in the championship over two separate periods. But we'll take them. Important anyway. Um, let's speak about the defence. Simon, uh, two clean sheets in a row without better. Uh, do you think that's a coincidence or not? Not really. Um I, I'll, like I say, I love Berra as a, as a player for Hearts. We were talking about Jamie Walker being in the, the Hearts Hall of Fame. I think Christoph Berra definitely will be. Oh, 100%. But he's just not good enough now. Um, and I think that's probably the hardest thing for a professional footballer to hear, or a professional athlete of any sort of um, standing to hear that their time's up. And you always see it in like boxing where these fighters just keep getting hits and taking fights and eventually someone's just got to pull them aside and say, Enough's enough, and I think it has made a difference. Popescu is hardly a world beer, but he looks brilliant. He yeah. looks so much better than than, than Berra, and uh, I, I hate to say it, but I don't think it's a coincidence. No, no. I thought before when Popescu played against Hibs in the semi, you know, he gave away that penalty, but the whole game it looked like he never opened his mouth. <laughs> it looked like he never spoke to one other player on the park. He I looked will... so shy and going about his business, but he looks buzzing now yeah he's probably settled a bit more confidence I think and also that's that's a big game to play in when your first couple of games for a new club a derby and a semi-final at the national stadium Mm -hmm. and I think the good thing about Popescu is he seems like the type of player who's doesn't really let a bad performance stick so if he makes a couple of mistakes he seems to just be like in in a good headspace where he can just sort of move on for it even after that wrongful penalty decision. Yeah. Semi just looked like he didn't give a fuck. He just went straight back about his business, carried yeah. on. So yep. I think we might have a better player than we first thought than Popescu. If he continues this, then definitely. Mm-hmm. Fair play to him. Um, and we haven't had a, a centre-back that can carry the ball out from the back since a fit John Suter as well. Since Ali Mozturk. <laughs> no, <laughs> but he'd, he'd then rattle them in from 70 yards. Um, good. Well, that kind of wraps up the game. Well, Simon, you wanted to say something about Andy Irvin. Have we have we done that? Right. So the reason that we seemed a bit boring in the first half is because, and I can't even mind who his name was, but Dunfermline pretty much man-marked Andy Irvin out of the game. Uh, not in the old sense where you just boot them about a wee bit and make sure they know you're there so they didn't want the ball, but because now players are too good to, to do that, but... They stopped the ball getting to him and whenever he had the ball, he didn't have the time to pick out passes. And this is the next stage for Andy Irvin's career, in my opinion, obviously, as someone who knows fuck all. <laughs> um, he now needs to deal with the fact that teams are going to start planning to take Andy Irvin out of the game, knowing that we play through Andy Irvin. So this is the next challenge for him. Can he now be the level that it doesn't matter if you've got a game plan, he's going he's gonna to enforce the game anyway. So that's what I look forward to seeing, see if Andy Irvin can... T- take that step up and teams now know about him, know what we do, know that we play through him and, and can he continue to do so? So I expect a few patchy performances for Andy Irvin and I think that weekend was not his best performance but he definitely came into the game more obviously as people got tired and stuff so I look forward to seeing if he can if he can rise to the challenge. That's a very good point. Um, one thing to add to that, he's soon going to have a best pal called Aaron Mekineff it will just be battering <laughs> yeah. everyone. Aye. <laughs> so hopefully he'll offer some protection. Right, well, that was the game. Good good three points again, second in the league at the end of the day to go clear at the top. Um, but I asked you all uh, yesterday to have a think now that we're exactly halfway through the season. Have a think on what marks you would give the season out of 10 so far and why. Uh, Cameron, start with yourself. What are you thinking? I think uh, considering the position we're in um, and the season with, you know, the difficulties around even going into this season, I think you've got to give them a solid eight. Um, 
lost a couple of games, but we're in a pretty decent spot. We we look like we will comfortably come back up, and that really was the only target for this season. So yeah, quite pleased. Fair enough, Hammy. Uh, I think I would go for a seven. I think I completely agree with Cameron. Well. We're at the top of the league, we're very comfortable, but we're making it far too hard for ourselves. And there's one thing that I had actually completely forgotten about. We got pumped at League Cup. So there's a mark off <laughs> for that um, yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, you know, we're doing all right, but that's it. We're no, and I, I think at, at the start of the season, if you probably listen back to the podcast, I was very convinced we were going to blow everyone away. Possibly even said we might go unbeaten. Yeah, and it's too. just not turned out that way. And so, yeah, that's what that's points off for that, I think. Mm-hmm. An understandable seven. Paddy, what are you thinking? Um, I, I'm <laughs> going to give it a nine. Nine out of ten. Oh. What, I was going to give it a ten out of ten, but we've lost a couple of games so far. <laughs> uh, we're miles ahead. I we got pumped out of the League Cup, but nobody cares about that. Um, <laughs> we got to our Scottish Cup final and should have won it. Done us proud there. And to be honest, you couldn't really have asked for much more. Have the performances been amazing? Not, but we're still winning games. Nine out of ten. Yeah, enough, Barry. Been a nice. Simon, what are you saying? I I thought I was going to come on here and uh, and be be shockingly high compared to everyone else because I did think about it. But yeah, I'm going to go about an 8 out of 10 as well. I think the League Cup, some of the poor results. Um, but to this point, we're absolutely spanking the league. We're, we're, we're flying. We're going to get promoted unless something absolutely crazy happens. For me, the rest of the season, the aim is now obviously to, to win the league, but to put a plan in place that keeps us in the Premier League next year because this is all well and good if we can walk through the championship and smash everyone. If we then go into next season and we're in a relegation battle again, it means fuck all. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to the, the rest of the season, 8 out of 10. Very well said. For myself, I'm an 8 out of 10 as well. I think I think the season is going well. I just think a lot of people are unhappy because we've done so well last time we were in the championship. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Um, but you can't, that was a dream season. You know what I mean, that's football, football manager stuff that season. This uh, team's also not as good as that team. Like, but it's not even close different. to being as good as that team. Oh, what yeah. a day for a Gomez in the centre of the mid, by the way. Oh, <laughs> and blabbing. We, we, uh, we were building a different team back then as well. We'd had a year together. We'd Everyone was sort of in a different place. Do you know what I mean? Like, the players we've got this year, everyone's sort of coming to the end of their career or are near the end of their career. Whereas last time we went down, everyone was just, their, their first season in football was the one we got relegated. So I think they were all absolutely buzzing to make there's, a name for themselves and get back yeah. in. There's got to be an element as last time we went down as well. Everybody at the club should have been prepared for us going down by the end of that season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the setup was that we were going to get relegated because of the deduction. This time around, it, it's come as a bit of a shock. And then you've went... It shouldn't have. But you've went in an off-season <laughs> where you weren't even at work. So I think Aye. a different situation. Aye, that's true. Well, remember, I think it was our second or third podcast we done. We recorded on like a Monday or Tuesday night. And we could have potentially been playing in the Premier League that weekend. <laughs> 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 like, it was, it was just crazy this last year. Then. Well, you've heard what five very sensible jambles have had to say um, about our season rating so far. But now we'll go over to Hammy for out-of-context jambles kickback along the same lines. Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. Yeah, so there was a thread dedicated to halfway point review of the season, which is where I sort of got this idea from. Um, first one, the first post. This is. I'll just start it off here, and we'll um, we'll get worse. Halfway through the league season, league top of the league by a distance, scoring goals for fun. Defense has issues. League Cup shambles as per. Qualified easily for the first time in a few years, but fucking Aloha put us out. Nonsense. Scottish Cup in brackets last season. Beat Hibs. Two penalties from another cup win. Less said the better. It hurts. Clearly, Robbie is looking to add width and attacking options, but defence and tempo, particularly in the first half of games, is an issue. 
all things being relative, 7 out of 10. Good, but room for improvement, which I'd sort of agree with. Um, that was too reasonable. A, a guy says your 7 out of 10 is justified given we're taught by a good distance, but given the resources we have compared to the other clubs, that should be the case anyway. Performances, apart from the odd game, have been awful and very tough to watch. I believe this squad is so much better than it's showing, which can only point towards the manager not getting the best out of them. Going on performances alone, I'd say 5 out of 10 is fair. So a bit of a drop-off there. Um, somebody replied, all that matters from this mob is promotion. That's all I could really give a toss about. It is a joke that predecessors last season did such a bad job combined with our tin-pot authorities that we find ourselves here. So it's a sarcastic 9 out of 10 from me because it's a joke within this division and it's been unfairly disadvantaged in this way. <sighs> there wasn't a lot of full stops in that one. To be honest, I'm not fussed about the long-term view or the signings we've had to make to pad out the championship squad, free our Roberts, etc., as long as we get promoted. Which I found is uh, there's a theme. They don't seem to really care about performances. It's just getting promoted, which I don't necessarily agree with. Somebody else says a six for me. Far too many slow starts. Yeah, far too many slow starts and scraped wins against part-time teams, as well as struggling against the teams near us. We've already lost more games than what I deem acceptable. That's three, by the way. But I suppose it's about getting the job done. I really worry for next season. Could be heading straight back down. Right. Sorry. What? <laughs> a six out of ten. See, like, I think pe- when people say scrape wins, that, that's meant to be bad. But you've still got three points if you scrape a win. So what the fuck is he talking about? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's another 6 out of 10 here. He says, with the League Cup being a major blot, we've done what we needed to do in the league, but I think we're lucky that everyone else is beating each other and we don't have a genuine rival. The squad still needs a lot of work due to what he inherited from the dictatorship. Oh. Craig Levine. Um, oh, I'd, cheers, probably be, <laughs> I'd probably <laughs> be inclined to say, bar a goalkeeper, we need one, and in some areas, two in every position. Uh, I don't know if it's that bad. It's quite bad, mm. though. But then we'll back up. 10 out of 10, doing what's required in very difficult circumstances. Club deserves massive credit for keeping us involved in any way they can, and we're getting the choice to watch the games. Very pleased with how we've bounced back. Now, we've all paid season ticket money, so I'd like to think we're all getting the chance to watch a game. That would be a bare minimum, I would expect. Um, there was another thread, and I tweeted about this. Um, it was somebody saying, the league's done. That's it. After our win in Dunfermline, the league was done. He says, let's see what youth players are up to now, please. He wants us to just play youth players for now on. Um, Who? What youth players do we have? <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Lewis Moore like, but... I Obviously, but m- most of our youth players are on loan or yeah. not there. Aye, they're on loan to teams they can't play at. Um, <laughs> he says, the league's done. No team in this league is capable of gaining 12 points on us. And somebody obviously mentioned some that race rovers behind them behind us sorry have got two games in hand um somebody says um the league was done before a ball was kicked but let's wrap it up as quickly as possible another one says someone here must have manic depressive tendencies this time last week we were shit and robbie had to go along with budge seven days later the league is apparently won even though we're only halfway through the season and it's time to play the kids there's a long way to go we are not a great side and whilst things are looking good a couple of back-to-back defeats and things could look quite different let's just take it one game at a time we can play the kids we are when we are mathematically uncatchable and i says it's a big step towards it but we're only halfway through too many imponderables come back in six games time and if the gap's at least the same then we can put the bubbly in the fridge um somebody made a good point it says the three teams immediately below us have all beaten us in the league which i didn't uh, realize but there you go hmm. Um, the next three away games won't be easy. Come away from them with a minimum of seven points, and that should do it. And Alan says, I hate this type of shit. The football gods don't like clubs claiming they have to. They have won something before they have. See Celtic and Tenor and all. <laughs> Lucky that there's no football gods then. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to finish as well, there was a guy that put up a table. And so our max points achievable, 72 points. Wraith, who are closest behind us, is 66. So, as of today, our target would be 67 points. 
Um, obviously, that'll change because Wraith will drop points and things like that. But we would need another 34 points to mathematically win it from now. Which, all right, okay. And another 13 games. So it's still going to be them, tight, yeah. but I, I think we'll, we'll obviously need less than that. But Yeah. I would be... wins in a row in the league, in the league is one. Right. And then obviously every game that Wraith lose that goes down and and Wraith like somebody said in that Wraith Dunfermline Dundee they're just dropping points everywhere so they're beating each other yeah which has helped us out so much we still not drawn as well that's that boggled <laughs> my mind I know, I know. it's like Good. proper Kevin Keegan football <laughs> play to win or you play to lose very interesting Hammy it's interesting that's interesting. I mean, I think in a way, some of the comments, I'm not agreeing with that at all. But when we got beat uh, at home off Rafe, uh, you were looking at the squad and you were going, fucking hell, if we get promoted, man, we are done. Because you're going to go straight back down. And then two games later now, two or three signings in, and you're looking at the squad going, we could be building something special here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not thinking that. I'm still thinking the next but the next goal for us is to put together a squad that can, can compete. Mm-hmm. We've still got a few pretty big issues that need addressed, and like I am, for the record, I think we'll go up. I don't think we're going to lose this, but I just don't think it's going to be quite as easy as a lot of people think. I think we're going to drop more points, but like I said, everyone else is, and they'll drop more points than us. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our last five games, we've lost twice. It's not. It's the same record as Wraith, just below us. So. Ah, it'll be interesting, but also with our next games, we we've got a decent run in our next, a lot of games. Um, we don't play Wraith, Dunfermline, or Dundee again for a while, and yeah, next three away games though, mm-hmm. which is which has caused us issues. So that'll be interesting. These next three games, I think if we like one of the posters said, seven points for the next three games, then I'll put the bubble in the fridge. Aye. Aye. I think that'll be Aye. us. Yeah, that's a good target. Aye. Hammy, you've teed me up nicely uh, to look ahead to this Friday night's game against Air, um, which I presume is on the BBC. Yeah. Is it on the BBC? Uh, yeah. Next two games are on the BBC. Yes. I believe. They're both, they're both Friday night games anyway. So. More yeah. than one camera angle. <laughs> but Stephen <laughs> Presley's back in the way again. Uh. <laughs> Um, Ayr currently sit fifth in the league on 17 points, 16 points behind us in first. Ayr are unbeaten in their last 10 home games. So they haven't been beaten at home since March the 3rd last year. <laughs> five wins and five draws. <laughs> Pretty sure um, there was like seven months in no football. <laughs> <laughs> ten, 10 games, five victories, five draws. But they're still almost unbeaten for a, a full calendar year. But we were going to claim it for ourselves if we managed to go another two weeks. Oh, away. aye. Um, we've won our last two away from home um, of course on Tuesday pass winning 4-0 in Kirkcaldy 3-1 away to Aloha before that and we won't talk about the games before them um, <laughs> so now before we talk about any further I think we'll go over to Cameron for buy or sell so buy or sell for this week now quickly to go over last week's results um, they aren't all in yet as we record we still have some time for a centre-back to sign for the club. <laughs> he says hoping because he bought that <laughs> as the dummy. <laughs> so that one will get updated next week. But on the other two, um, we had Hearts to concede over 1.5 goals. We all sold it and that came in. So well done, gents. Mm-hmm. And over 10.5 shots with 58.5% possession, the line that we actually got was 13 and 59 so just got the possession um oh hammy sold that the rest is bought so (laughs) everybody has two and then there will be some other scores to come in on the center backs so on to (laughs) friday night's game and um You've stolen it from me, but the fact that Air haven't been beaten at home since February, I thought I'd just chuck it in there. Do we buy or sell Hearts picking up all three points on Friday night? Buy. Buy because it is February. Uh, I'm going to buy. I'm optimistic about. Ah, don't you dare. 
<laughs> I mean, you've chucked away this lead. <laughs> Harry won the league in January. I am going to buy it. Yes, Harry, yes. <laughs> so it's buys across the board. Positivity. Love it. Good man. Um, next one. So when we last played them, which I believe was Boxing Day, Hearts had 69% possession in the game. So that was Get a Um I'm going to go this time with the line being Hearts over 65% possession. Oh, fuck. Oh, That's, that's tight. It's I'll buy that. supposed to be difficult. <laughs> Make it easy. That, that was 69% at home we played them, I take it on. Yeah. 65 I'm going to buy it. I'll buy it. Uh, that yeah. new Irish boy is a possession pace player. He'll have the ball all the time. <laughs> running about the pitch with it. I'm going to buy it as well, Cameron. I'm going to buy it. Paddy sold it to me. Uh... Did you... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm going to sell. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> Panic. <laughs> All right. Let's see. That could go really well for your. You're just letting this slip. And then the last one, so heart shots on target at home against air was 10. I want to know if you buy or sell over 8.5 shots on target for hearts. Bye. 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 We seem to get a lot of shots on target. 8.5 on target, sorry. Yes. Yeah, go for it. Why not, eh? Let's have a laugh. Bye. Is that a buy oh, across the board? Ja- no, Jarvie. Uh, it's a buy for me as well. So then. we've bought every single possibility except Hammy selling the 65% possession. So it's going to be pretty close to whatever happens. <laughs> um, I will update you on that and I'll give you a running total when we reconvene next week. Nice. Thank you, Cameron. But now we'll go over to Cameron for this day in Hearts. Hearts! <laughs> so... I'll take you back to Monday, the 1st of February, 1926. Hearts captain Jock White struck four goals past Dundee United in this first-round Scottish Cup tie at Tynecastle. Colin Dand and George Miller were also on the score sheet in the Maroon 6-0 win. White would go on to score four goals in his next two games versus Alloa and Hamilton, a feat which remains a British record to this day. 12 goals in three games. Wow, British record. What year was that? 1926. Oh, right, OK. Nearly 100 years ago. That's crazy, eh? And there you go. I'm impressed. Aye. It's nice to know that Hearts have a good British record. (laughs) Oh dear. Right. Kyle Lafferty's not signing, Simon. (laughs) Thank you, Cameron. Well, that's all we have time for today. Many thanks to Simon, Cameron and Hammy and Paddy for all your time once again this week and a special thanks to Padman's Group Productions for as copious amounts of editing time as ever. If you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you would like to send us an email for some reason, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe, even leave us a nice review and spread the good word around Gorky. So until next time, Keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Go hearts!